Hey everybody, it's uh, Sean. Uh, just wanted to give you a heads up that we uh, wanted to acknowledge the death of Chadwick Boseman. Um, and we did it while we recorded Bill and Ted, but we did it at the end. Um, and we kind of talked about it and didn't really know where to put it or if we wanted to put it up at all. But we definitely felt that we should. So I moved things around. Um, I cleaned up the edit a little bit, took out some of the tangents we go on um, throughout the review, and I wanted to share our thoughts on Chadwick um, because it, it has been something we've been thinking about and we wanted to acknowledge because it's uh, really sad and tragic and he really was a hero. And, you know, it's he's, those are the types of movies we always talk about and uh, we really loved Black Panther and it definitely has grown on me and I'm sure Andrew can... Uh, speak to that over the year or two since it's been out. Um, so yeah, just wanted to uh, put this in. If you wanna, if you don't want to listen to us talk about it, that's totally fine too. You can skip forward. I'll uh, look and see. It's probably about, uh, you know, it's probably a, a good eight minutes. So I would skip about eight minutes after this. Um, if you don't, you know, I know it's sad and our hearts go out to the Bozeman family and to all the fans of um, Black Panther and Jackie Robinson. He played so many, so many legendary roles and so many important people in history. Um, he was the guy and uh, it's a bummer. So here's our little uh, thoughts on that. Thanks for listening. Hug your loved ones. Stay safe. Wear a mask. I just wanted to say a quick RIP to Chadwick Boseman on the pod. Um, yes. Yeah, it's super sad. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's like, I mean, I'm, what else is there to say? Um, I think that movie is going to be like Superman for me, for a lot of people. Like I still watch Superman, the movie to this day. I watched it a couple of days ago. Um, he's really a hero. It, it, it sucks. Like everything about that was like RIP to Chadwick Boseman because I, I don't know. I feel like I should also say it. the uh, because it was it was so surprising because I remember I like texted you because I was just like holy shit. I was like I, I couldn't believe it and like hearing because it's been a little it's been like a week or so um, since that like news broke and like hearing all the stories especially about him and. Uh, how he how how little people how he kept it to himself and how people didn't know and there's all it, it's i think it's really adding a lot of like power to his story where it's just he chose to live a more private life while he was like going out and he was fighting cancer himself but like going out and like visiting kids who were like sick they were also themselves battling cancer and like no one like knew it's 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 heartbreaking especially because he obviously Chadwick Boseman is more than just um T'Challa he's he's he was like a tremendous actor like overall played like a ton of like amazing roles uh it just sucks though that um uh Black Panther so instantly like resonated with so many people and it meant so much to to so many people so many families like instantly when i saw the when i saw black panther in theaters it was like entire generations and like multi multi generations like families like seeing that movie and like 
where it's like it just it, it's just clear how like instantaneously like that was like iconic and like meant so much to people and like even seeing Endgame when he's the first person through the portals like people lost their shit when he was one of the first people to die in Infinity War people lost their shit like it's it sucks it's, it's it just sucks yeah I think much like Christopher Reeve and Superman I think people are always gonna hold him to the highest regard as in terms of like perfect embodiment of the role and like just being a hero all the time kind of, which isn't easy for Mm -hmm. a lot of people Um, and doing it all while being sick basically. Cause he was, he, I don't think he knew in civil war, but he had it during civil war. Um, Yeah. And then he found out, I guess after roughly like 2016, Mm -hmm. I think. Cause he filmed, all those things like filmed probably from like 2015 to like 2017, maybe something like that. It's probably reshoots here and there, but, and I just, I just recently re- watched Black Panther and I, like, I felt like shitty, like I feel shitty, like in retrospect, cause like his, he's not as like bulky, like as like the other, like people are I was like, I was like, that's interesting. He's not necessarily as like bulky in this, but then like so much makes sense. Yeah. Like now, you can kind of see it like in his face. It's it, like as the movies went on, he just looks gaunt and it's sad. It sucks. And like everyone was like calling him out on it. And like I saw a picture of him in like March or April during quarantine and he looked really sick. And yeah, it's it's fuck. It sucks. It fucking sucks. And yeah, I think it'll I hope I, I think Black Panther will be one of those movies that just stays around forever, even like over all the other Marvel movies, I think, especially. Well, it's because you and I can't speak truly to how much it means to people. I agree. It's not for us. No. Like, it's it's a thing where it's like, we can see how much it, like, truly means to other people. It's, I don't know. it's, It's hard for us to talk about, like, the meaning of this, but it's like, he played the fucking character like so well because i was thinking about it the other day where it's like it's it's not just the superhero scenes or like the like for me it's like the scenes him his scenes with like shuri are like the best Mm -hmm. where it's like he's just it's just like him and his sister just like shooting the shit yeah Uh, back and forth mm -hmm. good banter and then the stuff with his dad was great too like every scene in civil war and in black panther with his dad is fucking amazing yeah i need to i have not i don't know there's a lot of his work that i also haven't seen that i now like obviously want to go back and like see that's not just marble yeah um, 42 hit, defy bloods um yeah no i up. watched it like a month ago and i was like man this movie's fucking great like there's so much of it it's it is such a it is such a great movie because it's standalone it doesn't fall into origin story traps it's it's almost like a sequel to itself all at the same time it's about a lot of like really important themes and it's, it's just a celebration of just like black culture. It's, it's fucking great. Yeah. And it's all of that is to say, I think it is important to, you know, separate the man from the Marvel, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it sucks. Especially cause it's like, you know, he clearly was like incredibly talented and, you know, can't, he was he he was being yeah. and a great person and 100%. a great human being. Literally, no negative stories, and I've 
ton of respect for the fact that like being catapulted into such a public presence, keeping that all that like personal is like, that's like, that doesn't happen like anymore. I feel like. Especially yeah, today, like yeah. No one seemed to know. It was like um, crazy, but yeah, I think it was like mainly his family, and that was it. Like, I don't think Feige yeah. knew. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone knew. Which <sighs> our hearts mm-hmm. go out to everybody in the family, and um, yeah, it's it's yeah. awful. It's sad. So yeah, that's um, that's what we uh, just wanted to say. It's really sad. Uh, we wanted to provide context for that because we wanted to say something. We didn't know the best way to do it. Um, so just wanted to put that at the top and um, remember him and, you know, just say a few words, um, you know, provide context because, you know, Bill and Ted, it's going to be light. It's going to be fun. We're going to be laughing, hooting and hollering. And there's a bit of a tonal shift. So uh, here is our Bill and Ted face the music review. Be excellent to each other and party on. Ayo, buddy. Buddy, what's up? Not Van Helsing on HBO Max anymore. What? <laughs> it's not there. The fuck. <laughs> All right, I'm recording right now. I, so. I was too. <laughs> All right, good. Oh my god, good. You you hit me with some with some hard information right there. Right to start. Oh boy, we did a um, a Van Helsing commentary, um, which I don't think we've released yet. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with it, but now it's on HBO Max. So. And like, I'm not paying four dollars to do the first twenty minutes of the, the movie. I think Kitty. Sean, maybe we should. Yeah, I got the the, the kitty came. Uh, the kitty's been hanging out in my room. Um, little squeaker, hello squeaker. I I've I would I talk to her like that sometimes where I go hello squeaker, and I've been trying to figure out what that voice is, and it took me a while to realize that's that's the Pennywise voice. <laughs> I that I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Where it's yeah. like hello squeaker, hello squeaker. It's, it's, it's like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty good impression. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I can do a creepy clown. Hooray for hooray for me. I'm unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Just put me in a knit costume, Pennywise costume. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That'd be a fun. That'd be a fun gig. You could be a clown, but like scary clown. Yeah, I'd probably be fine. Fine at that. I yeah. <laughs> and then you could be like fun clown for some people that want fun clown. Yeah, I am fun clown, scary clown. Take your pick, fifty fifty. <laughs> that's the caveat you don't know what you're getting <laughs> you don't know what you're getting sorry kid about your 12th birthday but <laughs> play with me um so 12 12 is too old to get a clown so yeah i said 12 and then i was like how old are kids what is kids <laughs> what, when do kids like clowns probably not there's yeah. probably like a very small window i'll ask the kitten hey tofu what do you do you like clowns uh she's just trying to, she's up on a bureau which i put her on there because I thought it would be cute, but then I opened up my drawers like stairs to help her down. So I'm tr- we're gonna find out how she. she just, I should probably just put it down. All right, she's on the sock drawer. George didn't know how to do stairs for a couple months. Oh, how old was George when you guys got him? I forgot. They think he's three. I need. Oh my god! Oh, that's like 
computer somehow yeah i he i don't know if it's because like we don't have backs to our stairs in our house like there it's just like steps Uh, you know like bars across so maybe that kind of freaked him out i don't know this is (laughs) this is animal talk with sean and andrew welcome to animal talk i the cat is actually disappearing into the bowels of the bureau and i i this could be a thing Wait, hello, get in the wall now you're talking my language it's calico cat you know what that means <laughs> we can get another cat throw it in yeah cat in the wall calico cat all calico cats are female oh buddy um hey man i just uh finished uh, a new oh i'm getting clawed uh i just finished a new movie that just came out oh what movie was that <laughs> <laughs> sorry this is all visual bits with a little cute kitten uh happening on an audio medium she's pawing uh, at andrew it's great she's she's pawing at me real quick just before we get into content uh earlier this morning i played video games for a little bit she was on my bed and my chair was like up against it uh and her she like pawed me like she just like tapped me kind of on the shoulder it scared i literally like flinched it scared the shit out of me this is it like 10 10 30 in the morning i was like jesus christ like air guitar what are you doing okay two immediate thoughts about the air guitar okay okay this is sean and andrew we're going to talk about the bill and ted trilogy uh two immediate thoughts about the air guitar number one uh it took 20 minutes for bill and ted 3 for them to do the air guitar if you were like me and they had they absolutely had their their chances to do it when they first show up in the future one of them says the other he's like oh we're in the future dude and they're like oh excellent and i was like excuse me i was like it, i was like excuse me i really liked when they did it though it was when they right before they used the phone booth i was like chef's kiss right when they get in right yeah and then the end credits uh, are a lot of people doing like air guitar and stuff like that, like over uh, whatever the song was, which was actually a good song. Uh, and I was like, excuse me, why the fuck were we not involved in this? <laughs> Who did we have to talk to at Orion Pictures? I think Alex Winter like posted something about it and that's how they got all the footage. Fuck, well. I know, I wish I knew about it. That's why. I don't, oh, man, Alex Winter. What a guy. Yeah. Honestly, I think he's like mostly responsible for this happening. Yeah, he he was he was really good. Like he was good. I was like he seems like a nice guy. I don't he, know. He busts his ass apparently cuz he he hasn't acted since he hasn't done a major role since like 93, I think. He's been only mm-hmm. directing. So I read that he like went back and took acting classes for this and like did all like this shit for it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, huh. Good for you. Huh. And That's also, cool all right. So yes, we're talking about Bill and Ted three. It's, it's the inspiration for our intro to this podcast. If you haven't uh-huh. gotten that already. So yeah, you could say it's kind of a big deal for us that this movie happened. Um, it, it really is <laughs> low key. <laughs> it's like a secret, like, pretty important trilogy now um yeah i liked it a lot i i did too i don't think so the third one overall i didn't i wasn't laughing a ton throughout i think i laughed a lot at the beginning and the end Mm -hmm. um that was kind of where i thought it was the the most the, the like most humorous and stuff 
overall, I liked it. Didn't I wasn't like blown away, but I still liked it. I wasn't really expecting to be blown away. You know, yeah, it's like they're so different. Like half of the reason why their characters are great is because of their youth. So like, I feel yeah. I feel like you you lose a lot of that, but also you, I thought they gained a lot from it too because I think they kind of applied the real life personas to their characters a little bit. Like Keanu says yes. one line, he's like, "I'm just really tired," and I'm like, "That's what I wanted." Yep, uh, it's great also because like Keanu. Um, he he had like the john wick movies have kind of left him like broken now that he's like older too like he like gets he like punctured like a lung or something among like six other injuries just for the third movie so there's a lot in this where it's like he can barely like he's he's like a big dude but he's like he's like frankenstein like walking like he's he like he can't like it, it, it seems like he's just like stiff and like can't move correctly but like i feel like that kind of like worked because some of the stuff that they do with keanu it's like i feel like some of the humor in this movie <laughs> spoilers by the way we're, we're gonna get into spoilers keanu reeves plays a bagpipe at one point and that was maybe my favorite thing but like they just kind of put hello tofu are you gonna walk all over my computer <laughs> um i feel like a lot of it was just kind of like like putting keanu in like weird stuff and just kind of seeing like it was just like fun to see him and like all the weird makeup when they do see all the different versions of oh, himself yeah, and that stuff. was the best yeah i, I yeah I, I i for sure dug that it, yeah because it i mean i i didn't have much expectations for it so like i wasn't disappointed mm -hmm. at all i was like this is really nice it's it's not like yeah. it didn't feel forced it like it got a decent enough script that I think is, you know, like it had a good enough, enough shit in it that I, I laughed enough and great, great pitch. Like, okay. So yeah, great title I completely too. Agree. Great title. A hundred percent. The, the title and the pitch and everything are great. Uh, I feel like it might, did you watch the other two like leading up to it? Mm -hmm. All right, cool. I feel like maybe we do a build up and we get to, we get to three where it's like, Cause we don't have to spend a lot of time on the other two because it's like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure I've seen like once or twice before and I watched it again like last week and I was like this movie fucking it's great because it's just like it's it's exactly like what we were just saying where it's like the premise and, and the, the pitch and everything is like two like 80s rock musician stoners travel through time to help them like pass a history exam to save the future it's like <laughs> that's the that, that's the pitch and it's the ultimate fucking version of that like it, it's the stakes are so low that it's like it like it's a movie that's like it's 90 minutes long it's in it's out it's like yeah you're you're good and it's it's a great fucking time along the way and there's a lot of like the, you know there's a lot of fun things that they can play with and they play with the premise as much as possible like the whole bit where they're like wait we have a time machine we just have to remember to steal my dad's keys and then like or like oh we just gotta remember to put them put a trash can here and like all that shit is it's great like it barely makes sense but you're like oh you know i guess yeah i don't know yeah great. it doesn't get too lost in like the pseudoscience of time travel or anything like that it's like no we're gonna do it's like what did i say it was like it's fast times meets what was it 
Right, yeah. Oh, you texted me this. I forget. It's Fast Time meets... Uh, I can't remember. Star Trek? No. What was Back it? To the time Future. Bandits. Back to the Future. Oh, Time Bandits. That's what it was. Fast Times meets Time Bandits. There it is. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, did you recently watch Time Bandits or something? No, I just was thinking about Time Bandits when I was watching Bill and Ted, so... Because huh. like, you also refer you referenced it again later because I forgot Taika Waititi is doing like a reboot. And then we were talking about that, which I forgot about. That's that yeah. was what spawned. I was watching Bill and Ted, and I was thinking about. I was like, this is, this is similar to Time Bandits. I think it's more Time Bandits than Back to the Future, mainly because they do like the different parts and they bring people, you know, they bring Napoleon, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. However, the thing that they have in common is wanting to fuck your mom. <laughs> There's a lot of that. In, <laughs> there's right. a lot of that in, in all six movies at this point. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, no, it is. It's definitely way more time bandits because, like, time bandits is like they just kind of go and they, like they learn a little bit here and there from like each person that they meet, right? Mm-hmm. I also yeah. haven't seen it's, time bandits in a while either. So I haven't seen it since like college. All I know is that Pure Evil is played by, um, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's Sark in uh, Tron, and also he's Professor Perry in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze, so he's a very good friend of mine. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Bogus Journey. Go take it away. Bogus Journey, um, I think I've only seen like once or twice. Um, Yeah. It definitely, I feel like it meanders a little more, um, mm-hmm. but still really solid, really funny. Like they, yeah. they do a little bit of, it gets, it's definitely weirder and like darker for sure. Um, yeah. Especially when they do like the kid versions of Bill and Ted, um, like that shit's super weird and dark. Granny uh, Preston, that's also played by Alex Winter. I was about to say, I was watching it, I, ne- I never looked it up, and I actually have his IMDb page open now, but I assumed that Granny Preston was played by uh, Alex Winter. Yeah, it is. It looks like him. <laughs> it's I, great. It's it's, And then, I fucking love Death. Death is great. He is great, and that car- thankfully that carries through into the third one. Uh, yeah, Bog- Bogus Journey, I think I've seen... As I was watching it, I was like, have I only seen, like, most of this? Because, like, the beginning chunk, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen this. Um, I felt the same way. I think I maybe maybe have seen it once before this. And I, f- I, I think, because I was thinking about it today because I watched it last night. I think the difference between Bogus Journey and the other two is that there is just a straight-up antagonist. And I think the first movie and the third movie, there's not, like, a bad guy. There's not, like, a villain that they're trying to, like, stop. Because, like... The bogus journeys i think the weakest stuff is that there is an actual villain that they have to stop where it's like they don't know him like there's no there's no emotion bill and ted are, yeah because he's from the future he's from the future and like bill and ted like work because they're just such like positive just like idiots that are just like oh yeah, yeah. like they can roll with whatever punches to have I, I I don't know. It just doesn't work where it's like, who is this guy? And like, what? Like, what is? Well, because he, he also like, like doesn't show up for a while in the movie, too. He's like in the first and third acts. Like, he's not really in the second act at all. Yeah. Like, he just shows yeah. up at the end. You're like, oh, yeah, I forgot that he was even a fucking thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Bogus Journey, at least, like, 
while I was watching it, it I, I think it I started losing interest a little bit. Like it didn't hold my attention as well as like Excellent Adventure because I think there is a little bit. It, it's just like a loud movie. There's like every couple of minutes, there's like some new element where I'm like, oh, I, I usually like that. But I think it hits a point where it's just like there's like one or two many things that are introduced or it's just like a little too like loud and like crazy and like pop everything's like puppets but then i'm like i also fucking love that so yeah like when station shows up and then you know they do like the robot the good robot villain ted's and the (laughs) so you have bad robot villain ted's good robot villain ted's regular villain (laughs) i do love evil bill and evil ted i think that's great like they're ev and et it's great it's so good and like i don't know so there's a part in the first movie where they say that they love each other and then call each other a slur and it's like really fucked up and it doesn't really actually feel like it fits the two characters however i do think having evil bill and evil ted say the same thing to them in the second one is some way of trying to like rectify that yeah it's like at least the now the evil versions are saying it i'm like that I don't know. Like <laughs> they don't say it in the new ones, so in case you were it's like they do not. <laughs> but there was that slight worry where it's like maybe just like nostalgia. <laughs> like, it's the third I mean the third the one good had old a lot days, of like, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like but again, it's it's counter to really what I think like the third movie is made with such like love and care where it's like again like that is the biggest problem I think with the first movie is like, it's like, Oh God, why? Like what? Where it's like, these are, it, it, these movies work best as like a genuine expression of like, just two. It's just like male platonic love between like two very good friends who are like, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's a weird road to probably go down, but like, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I feel like it, it it's counter to a lot of the message and stuff like that. Because the, the part of the movie is just be good to each other and party on dudes. Like, yeah, exactly. But yeah, Bogus Journey is like... It's got a lot of good it, shit in it, for sure. It's got a... Mm-hmm. And, and like, kudos for not just being like, we're going to travel through time again. Like, having them die and have to deal with, like, evil robot versions of themselves. And, like, it's like it's more metaphysical and like psychological, but also like kind of sci-fi. It's like, that's the way that the, the way to go. It's yeah. a good direction to take a sequel, but like, it, it's not like so big too. like the scale is relatively the same. Like they're not trying to do too much with it, you know? Yeah. yeah they have to get to a battle of the bands. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the best part of the first movie too. I think is the, their history presentation is also on a stage and like when they get to their actual presentation it's like so long and so crazy there's a point where i and i i might have missed something but there's a point where they just cut to the crowd and all like they cut to bill and ted or like lincoln or somebody who's just eating like a pudding cup and they cut to the crowd and everyone's eating pudding cups and i was like when was that? Like, I looked away for a second. I was like, did I miss something? <laughs> they, like, cut out the scene or something. Um, yeah, it just made it feel, like, even more ridiculous and, like, long. But, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Didn't they have a... Did, does Billy Madison reference Bill and Ted? Because they do, like, the whole... 
so-and-so high football rules or whatever. Nib high football rules. Yeah, they do it in Bill and Ted. I forget which one it is, but either one of them were before. San Dimas, San yeah. Dimas High School. Football rules. Or San Dimas football rules, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I, uh, this is a very dumb quick tangent. Um, there, there's an old show uh, at the improv theater where they would do like, it was like movie themed. Uh, and there was a really good improviser, Kristen Shear, who uh, was doing it once. And, like, she had to, like, just name a location to, like, set up, like, where, like, an improv show was going to take place. And she was just like, the, the place, San Dimas High. That's right. The high school from the Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> oh, God. I just remembered that. Uh, fuck. She's like, yeah, San Dimas, California. And she just kept bringing it up as much as possible. I was dying. I thought that was the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Never been to San Dimas. A real place. Real place. Sometimes in TV shows when they bring up um, weird sounding California towns, I'm surprised when they're real. Uh, Rancho Cucamundo from... Oh, yeah. That's 100% real. <laughs> yeah. Like that and Workaholics. I was like, oh, that's a fun name. And then I was like, oh, it's a place. Okay. All right. San Dimas is only 25 miles from me, actually. Well. I can I can get there in about 40 minutes. They had a screening. <laughs> I think they shot most of it in L.A., though. I doubt they went out to San Dimas, maybe for, like, Probably establishing in. shots. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, 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 we did all of them, like, in succession. I think we took, like, an hour break between Bogus Journey and Face the Music. We did them all, like, because we were like, it's fucking 110 degrees out. What the fuck else are we going to do? Yeah. I, I, I did Excellent Adventure, and then uh, this past weekend, my girlfriend stayed with me. So Kelly was here. And it was after I'd already watched uh, Excellent Adventure, and I was like, I can't, I can't just take her on a bogus journey. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so, I, so I had to, let, so I waited a little bit so that um, I was like, she, but I was like, I was like, yeah, I don't think I can take her through the the, the trilogy right now. But uh, yeah, so I did like a couple days, and then I watched Bogus Journey last night, and then Face the Music uh, just now. But yeah, you're hot off Face the Music. I'm hot off face the music, and I gotta say, I feel great. Like it's a feel good movie, and it's like, mm-hmm. it's just it, like, yeah. Is it perfect? No, I mean, yeah, it kind of meanders in the middle. Um, the beginning is so fucking funny, dude. Like the, the setup the at the wedding, was I was like on the floor. I think it was like the hardest I've ever laughed at any of these movies. Oh my god, it was great. It was yeah, because there's. <laughs> There's like weird shit that like is like pretty funny throughout, but like the, the I think the wedding was like great, great, great way to like set it up where it's again Keanu Reeves playing bagpipes is such a weird sight that I was like I was like dying I was like what what am I looking at they, yeah so Six, sixty year old Keanu however old he is like sixty year old Keanu Reeves like yeah dude Bill and Ted was thirty one years ago. They kept saying 25, like the timeline for the kids too, like didn't add up. Well, I think they retconned Bogus Journey to be five or six years after Bill and Ted. Um, Excellent adventure. Did Is Bogus Journey like a Predator 2 situation where it came out in like 1992, but for some reason the movie takes place like three or four years later? Did Cam- I think James Cameron started that whole trend with like, or was it Predator 2? That's what I'm saying, Predator 2. And then T2 did it. Right, T2 is... 95? No, I thought T2 was 91. I could be wrong. Though. Came out in 91. And it takes... They pushed it They pushed it a couple of years so John Connor would be like 12, whatever, how old he is. Um, huh. 
And I think that was the only reason why they wanted John Connor to be old enough. Yeah. Um, it's oh, so weird. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting way to do it. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think, I think Bill and Ted, they retconned bogus journeys timeline, which I think, I, I don't think there's really anything in bogus journey to set it. Cause they're not in high school. Are they in high school still? I don't think so. And it's also unclear if like they, dr- I think there's like, they go to like a party scene at one point and one of their, one of the princesses was drinking like a Pepsi. So I was like, wait, can they even drink? I'm like, like would Bill and Ted drink? Like, well, they never really explicitly show them doing anything. That, that's what I'm saying, where I'm like, they're just kind of positive, like, idiots. Like, they're PG movies, <laughs> the first two, and this one's PG-13. Huh. So, I mean, you can only really show them do so much. Um, yeah. Well, it's like in the Simpsons movie, I think, like, uh, they cut to Otto, the bus driver, just, like, ripping a bong, and I was like, oh, all right, we're going to just, like... <laughs> i was like they always kind of say it but it's like it's another thing for when you see like these characters like do it where you're like oh yeah no all right there's something there's something aggressive about now they can show it um yeah yeah no yeah so they're at the wedding and it's deacon ted's brother and bill's stepmother who also became ted's stepmother stepmother. and now is ted's sister-in-law like it's fucking great they explain it like this like insane way and it's hilarious and deacon is uh beck bennett um yeah who i mean could have given him anything and it would have been funny but uh Mm. it's not about him so i get it uh it's like it's so good beck beck bennett's going to be the next like chris parnell like he's got like that like that weird enough voice and you can just kind of put him in just about anything and he's not going to draw too much focus and it, it like I feel like back then it's gonna be like Chris Parnell yeah. or it's just like you're, you're poop you poop Brownberg. <laughs> yeah, the the Missy the Missy thing I was like that's fucking ridiculous. Like low key fucked up, but like uh, his the brother though also in like the first movie when like he like their brother the brother in like the first one is so funny when they just dump Napoleon on him and they're like all right you gotta be careful because he's like. And he's like, no, he's an asshole. Like, I don't want to deal with him. They take him to the bowling alley it's so to get good. the ice cream thing, and he eats, like, all of it. Yeah. So it's called, like, the Waterloo or something, too. Yeah. A little piggy. Oh, yeah, it's so I, I, good. <clears throat> it's so good. Yeah, that setup was great. And then them playing on the shitty instruments. And they, like, they keep talking up this, like, new song that they wrote, and it's just, like, this fucking, like, Dewey Cox, like, <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> Oh my god! They oh my god! This is like the Dewey Cox thing where he just gets all the yep. oh shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like Ke- Keanu Reeves also plays a theremin. He starts off with a theremin, and they literally make that joke in Dewey Cox. He learned to play the fucking theremin. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Oh man! As soon as he whipped out the theremin, I lost it. I was like, is he is he about to play a fucking theremin right now? <laughs> yeah, because Keanu Reeves is like. He's just like, oh, yeah, all right, yeah. Like, he's like, he like can barely move. And he's just like excited to be there. But he, like, he doesn't like fit in like the things that they're making him do in the beginning. It's really good. It's like Showalter in uh, the first day of camp, um, yeah. Wet Hot, where it's, it just feels like they dress him up to make him look like a kid more and more. And he just looks horrible. <laughs> yeah, they lean into <laughs> it. It's so funny. He's got oh, a God. terrible wig on. Yeah. I think that's his hair. No, no, I'm talking about uh, Wet Hot. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I, I could. That could unfortunately also be his hair. <laughs> that would be bad. Um, it would be bad. The yeah, he they. So then they like find you meet their daughters, little Bill and little Ted. Little Bill and little Ted highlights highlights of the movie. They fucking they're great. Uh, also, Samara Weaving at this point. After watching this, I'm like, she deserves to like blow up. I think if she hasn't she, already, right? She's like right on the verge. Yeah. And like after watching this, I was like, she's she's doing she's playing this in like such a weird like. Like, yeah, like she's like playing it as if it's somebody like she's playing at the air of somebody where everything just kind of works out anyway. Yeah. Like it's like weird. Uh, But like between like this and like ready or not, just like alone. She's great where I'm like, I want to watch Guns Akimbo at some point. Apparently she's in that, but she's great. And the other act, the other actor, Bridget Lundy Payne uh, as Billy. Great fucking awesome i love like, i like their side it. mission too yeah like and they're like they're even nerdier than bill and ted so they're like talking about like music compositions and stuff which i like so they're they're not identical to them you know like they're a little more into it i guess they their dads have imposed like all these like things that they like onto their daughters who are now like have a deeper understanding of it too it's it, it's good they also have access to the internet so like they can do more research i don't know like mm-hmm. and also they're just like really big fans of their dads which i really like like they're like so good like i really like your <laughs> they, they're like all about their again like they use everyone just dabs each other up as much as possible yeah. it's just like it's super all positive like, yeah. it's super super positive that's the thing and then jama mays who i'm like oh jama mays is in this and aaron hayes i was like what i was like that's great there which uh, i didn't realize they recast princesses. the princess in all three of them i was like oh i thought they would keep the old princesses and then i realized that they're not even in bogus journey yeah no i i really I, I realized that in bogus journey where i was just like i feel like they recast them and then i don't know who these actresses are yeah unfortunately. um yeah so i mean that yeah i haven't seen jma mays in a while I haven't seen her since like Not the since league. Paul Blart. Oh. She's in like she has like a guest like couple episodes on the league. But not Paul Blart? Not Paul Blart too. I know she doesn't come back for Paul Blart too, but she's in Paul Blart. It's a shame. It's a shame. <laughs> Aaron Hay- Aaron Hayes though, uh famously, I believe, um killed off on <laughs> Kevin Can Wait. I <laughs> remember that happening in real time because I was working on a show that was like a union show, so people were like actively talking about this kind of shit because mm. i guess it matters um and yeah it was fucking crazy like she she got like super afraid that um totally blanking on her name uh linda cart no, no. i think it's linda cartellini um the lee remini yes is yeah. it was like coming back and they were like writing her into the show or whatever and she and they did and they did because she lost her shit, which is like, you know, kind of sad. And yeah, I, I think she saw the writing on the wall, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, uh, it is inspiring a show that I don't know if it's like actively being worked on still. But um, Rashida Jones was writing Kevin can go fuck himself, which was uh, <laughs> uh, like it's like a meta take on like uh, uh, it's like sitcom tropes, but like from the perspective of sitcom like wife basically where it's like it's about her and just her shitty fucking husband and i think it's about her that's like, agency. really good 
it sounds great. I'm like, Rashida Jones is writing this? And it's basically in response to... Kevin can go fuck himself. Kevin can go... Who, it's called Kevin can go Who fuck plays himself. Kevin? I don't know if it's actively being made. I'm going to Google... All right, I'm uh, just saying hypothetical. Who would you cast as Kevin? Kevin James. Like, you think he would do it? That would, it would be the smartest career move Kevin James could ever make to, like, poke fun at himself, but also potentially, like, just blow up that, like part of his career yeah yeah i mean I, that would be the ideal situation um for everybody oh shit they, they cast um okay so this is half i guess this is potentially happening uh annie murphy from schitt's creek uh is uh gonna be the the lead in it she's annie murphy allison is she she's uh, alexis? alexis oh okay yeah if it was Oh my god, this would be great for um, uh, Moira, whatever. Name oh, uh, Moira. Catherine O'Hara. Cat. This would have been great for Catherine O'Hara, circa like 1995. Um, she would have fucking destroyed this. But Murphy will play Allison, a woman who escapes her confines and discovers her rage as Kevin can fuck himself. Probes the secret life of a type of woman we all grew up believing we knew. The sitcom wife. The series will. The series looks to break down television convention and ask uh, what the world looks like through her eyes. That sounds great. It's gonna be like high concept. I'm like, yeah, love it. But did they? But did they cast? No, I don't see. Mm, interesting. I love it. I can't wait for that to eventually be a thing. Um, so Kristen Schaal is also in this. Always great to see her. I was happy to see her because, like, I feel like it's been a couple years. Like, there's like a year or two, like 2010, where Kristen Schaal was in fucking everything. And I like in this, I was like, you know, no, this is good. She's good. Yeah. Like, reliable. Uh, and after watching Excellent Adventure at the end, Rufus is like, could you sign this for my daughter? I was like, there it is. That's how you do it. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. Yeah, it was a nice little tribute to George Carlin, who's been dead for 12 years, which scared the shit out of me. Jesus Christ. I was like, oh, he's only been dead since like 2012. And mm. it's 2008. He's been dead for a long fucking time. Yeah. Which is Jesus Christ. scary to me that time's flying so fast. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> it's, um, it's September. <laughs> uh, William Sadler's back as death. And then he's so good. And they, they get the probably the most prolonged air guitar slash bass riff ever because it goes back and forth a couple times. They do it like two or three times because there's not that much of it. I kind of liked that. They kind of showed some restraint because they, they play pretty fast and loose with it in Bogus Journey. Also, actually, you know what? I want to talk about this. This just reminded me. In Bogus Journey, it doesn't sound right. Well, they do like different ones for every for every time they do it, right? Bogus Journey, every single time, it just sounded weird where I was just like, it doesn't sound right. Like, there's something about like the sound and like the loudness. It's very like Nickelodeon Disney Channel. Yeah, kind of. The best one is the best ones are definitely from Excellent Adventure for sure. Um, yeah. Although when Evil Bill and Evil Ted and Bill and Ted do it all at each other, all four of them, that one's yeah. That one is primo. That yeah. one's pretty great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you know who was the most surprising to come back? Hal Landon Jr. as Chief Logan. That's that was great. I was like, hell yeah. I was like, yeah, it's great. And he's still like threatening to base like he, he didn't quite threaten to yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, that's what that's how these movies work is like, these are the stakes. It's that Ted's <laughs> dad is going to like, oh, fuck. they're going to cut. I wish they did the, or I guess he might, I don't know if he's alive, but when they, the, one of the, my favorite scenes in bogus journey is when they take over their dad's bodies and do the, like in the, in the police. So that's a great scene. Yeah. His like, his Ted is like fucking perfect. It's a spot on. Um, that's always a great thing to do is make actors play other actors. It's really funny. Oh yeah. Um, the, so they, the stakes in this are very similar. He's like, I'm going to cut you off even though you're like in your fifties. Um, and they have to write a song to save humanity or save the because universe. Reality. Reality. Because at the they the wild stallions was supposed to write a song and write the music which the future civil civilization was going to be like based off of um where bill and ted were in the band as well as both their wives uh and it hit a point where now they're in their 50s after bogus journey they like set it up where they're like they play a concert for everybody excuse me and then uh they set it up where it's like oh people are all interested and like listening and stuff like that and then uh turns out the band broke up not long after that um so this one posits like this is again this is the best part about this movie where it's like okay they were supposed to do a thing and they're in their 50s or 60s or whatever they're almost they're pushing 60 and they haven't done that thing yet but it's like that was like foretold so what does that mean? What do they like? What do, what do they do? And it's like that's an interesting like midlife crisisy kind of question. And it's like yeah, no, that's that's I don't know. It's it's the right hook I think to to like justify doing this. Uh, so then they set out to try and create the song, and they're going into the future to steal it from themselves. <laughs> and little Bill and little Ted go back in time. To build to assemble a band. the greatest band of all time. Meanwhile, their wives meet up with their older version of themselves and are also traveling through time. And we don't really get all the details on that, right? Well, because they all go, they all go to therapy. So, <laughs> Jillian Bell, <laughs> great, uh, always hilarious. Um, she she gets an and she gets the yeah she, so real quick the credits at the end she's the I, omelet maker she is the omelet maker jillian, jillian bell would probably be really ornery making you omelets but like in a hilarious way but then they'd probably be like really solid yeah right yeah william sadler also got uh, the and so you know him and jillian bell together cracking omelets cracking jokes left and right come on man Oh man, yeah. And then, because their their whole thing is like they can't say "I love you," they say like "We love you," which is hysterical because it's so true that yeah. like they do everything together. So it's like they do. They are the same. Like they are just interchangeable almost. Like there's not a lot of difference between the two of them. It it's great. It seems like they all live in the same house yeah. with their daughters who are all the same. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, so they can't say I love you. They're going to therapy and like they find out from their future selves that like their wives are going to leave them and like they keep going farther and farther into the future and like seeing how their lives just get like worse and worse and worse. 
and it's like pretty fun. I don't know. Some of the some of the stops are really fun. But. Oh, I loved some of them when they like when they go and they're in prison and they have like this ridiculous fucking bodysuits on, and he's got like excellent tattooed across his chest. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah the prison the prison one is like ridiculous because like the the makeup and everything, all the makeup and like prosthetics and stuff look fucking great. The um. The one where, spoiler alert, it's uh, Dave Grohl's house. Uh, big fan of that. Both of their looks are ridiculous. Um, <laughs> they have like British accents. They have British accents. It, Alex Winters is just full Johnny Depp at that point. Like, <laughs> and then he takes off his like long hair wig and he's even more Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like Johnny Depp in black mass. <laughs> exactly. He's just gross and like bald and it's like... It, they're, they're playing it like their their scumbag versions of themselves are great. Like the Keanu Reeves like shitty future version of himself, it like it's just always like being like an extra asshole to himself. It's 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 really great. That's like his arc. <laughs> yeah, uh, the Dave Grohl cameo was shocking because I was like, he doesn't really do movies, and then I was like, oh, I get it. He was in front of a green screen for one line. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was so good. No, which also made yeah. it funnier in a weird way. I was like, that's hysterical because they were shooting in New Orleans. So I doubt he was around. Um, and they're like, hey, we got Dave to say it. So let's just have it be Dave Roll's house. And then they say Dave Roll like 10 times in that scene. Yeah, they, they do that <laughs> thing where they're just like, I can't believe this famous guest stars here. Like, <laughs> which is great. Like, fucking do it. Like, you probably had to give Keanu like half that movie's budget anyway. So. Although I'm sure he probably took a pay cut. It was it was really funny. Um and then I loved the fucking Mozart it was hilarious. The guy playing Mozart. He was really good and was like weirdly like he was like super game. Yeah. Like everything that they were doing. He was always like the first dude to be like, yeah, no, let's go. Like, <laughs> yeah. The uh Yeah, I think that the Dave Girls House I think was like my favorite out of the Bill and Ted's and their old old selves were yeah. really good. But because then the Billy and uh, what do they call Billy and Thea's um, adventure, like to like assemble the band, they get Jimi Hendrix, Louis Armstrong, Mozart, like a caveman drubber lady. <laughs> uh, That's it. No, there's like Louis Armstrong. I thought there was more. Oh, Kid Cudi, who is like... But he's not in the <laughs> band. That's what's so funny about it. He's just like really <laughs> smart. <laughs> yeah, Kid Cudi, Kid Cudi is like... Uh, he just understands like all of the sci-fi bullshit that they're like dealing with. Yeah, he just is explaining how like fourth dimensional like trappings and stuff like that like can be like a problem. It's great. But then he does the station thing. He's like, stations. I was like, is he like a hyper-intelligent station being aren't they isn't station a martian like wasn't that his thing yeah yeah uh i think that was what it was alluding to because they never say it in the movie except for that line right mm. um which yeah mm. i guess maybe he i i would like to like head canon that he's clarence clemens's son from bill and ted clarence clemens is the the great one or whatever the oh I, while I was watching it, I was like, I know that's somebody famous. I was like, I just can't. I never, I didn't look it up. Yeah, he's, he's he passed away in like 2009. Yeah. Um, Bruce Springsteen's saxophonist, Clarence Clemens. Um, mm-hmm. R.I.P. Yeah. No, you've, I, you've so, heard you've heard him on the Christmas Christmas song. Yes. 
Yeah. Darling love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think um, I, I kind of like had canon that for myself. Like he might be related to him. Yeah. I like that. That works. Because otherwise, Kid Cudi, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> that's like, well, also that's also equally awesome. <laughs> it's so good. It's it's excellent. Um, um, so then they keep saying we have to go to MP forty six. They don't know what it means. That's like the point in time or space wherever they need to be, and they have to play this song at seven seventeen p.m. or like have the song by seven seventeen p.m. So they're like racing against the clock, um, mm. which. I don't know if that really made sense to me. Like, I don't know why they were on such a time crunch with the time machine. Uh, they explain. I mean, that's how the first one works, where it's like saying like there's time still passes, even though that they have like a time machine. It's like weird. Yeah. So they they can like go lateral and f- lateral, but they or they can go back. But time is constantly moving forward. So if they're gone for 20 minutes, 20 minutes had still passed. Yes, okay. like there's no stopping like the flow of time kind of thing. Okay. Like, they can only kind of they can go back and like fix stuff, but they can't of av- they can't avoid anything. I think that that is kind of the the main time travel thing. It's like you can't avoid any of the things that like you have to do. There's no way like around you can't make more time in that sense. Um, so it's not like time turner rules. Yeah, or like. Back to the future. Exactly. The time machine. I could just go back early and warn them. Um, but um, fucking my highlight of the movie was Dennis Caleb McCoy. Dennis Caleb McCoy is fucking hilarious and looks pretty fucking rad, too. Yeah. Well, because I was like, OK, that design is awesome. Like how the shapes kind of like when he goes into the pod and then they disappear behind mm-hmm. him. That was fucking really cool. Uh, And then he has that moment where he like accidentally vaporizes or like sends uh, Ted's dad to hell or something. And he just kind of looks around like, uh, and I was like, oh, this guy's going to be funny. And then it's fucking Noah Hank from fucking Mm -hmm. Barry. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. Also, when he kills Bill's dad, I was like, holy shit. But then it's great because everything's fine because the very next thing is him and his SWAT van the rules of hell also made no sense which was very fun uh it was him and his SWAT van tumbling down into hell as like death is like reaching out which was like a really cool looking shot actually uh and i was like oh they're like there's this movie's like low-key got like a ton of fucking balls in the air and it and it balances it really well Mm-hmm. It never feels like overwhelming or anything. It's like that. it's like never it's, like confusing or overwhelming. I didn't think they spent too much time with the daughters, um, like as if they were like handing it off to them, you know, because that you can, it's it's a hard juggling act to do, um, and I didn't feel like short change with Bill and Ted, and they still kept it at a nice ninety three minutes, ninety two minutes, like all the other ones, hour and a half. That's it, in and out, tight. Height ninety, come on. Yeah, no, the uh, the the fucking yeah. His whole design is great. All of the weird like lights and like free. He kind of looks like Frieza, which is like fun, <laughs> but it's also like really creepy. And like when they, fr- I also like with the robot where it's um, uh, his voice is really like terrifying at first and like modulated, but then as it goes, they. <laughs> they just, just like, drop it <laughs> they just like they slowly phase it out to where he's like uh and as he just he, he doesn't want to do his mission and then he he inadvertently kills 
the both their daughters and like the the whole band. So like they they get the whole band together and they're ready to go start practicing, and then kills them all and sends them to hell. It's it's fun, um, and again it just like I don't know fucks with all the rules and stuff like that and ties everything together. It's it's good. Yeah, is it a movie that like everyone was asking for? Maybe I don't know. Like I guess people were kind of like, is there a third one going to happen? Yeah, Alex Winters was asking that a lot. Um, yeah, which is great. I'm I'm really happy for him because like, yeah, he's he's great. I think a lot of people sleep on him. He's directed a lot of cool documentaries. He directed the two last episodes of Blue Mountain State, which are probably <laughs> the best ones of the whole show. Um, which I think we've talked about before. Where it's like that's when the show decided to be like, uh, let's pick something to talk about. Let's make this like, about something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like good and like heartfelt like yeah those last two episodes of like blue mountain state i feel like i very curious how it's aged however those last two episodes i'm like yeah side note also i think it'd be great to do a uh a college like party animal house um american pie presents beta house presents uh kind of college movie in the time of covid um we just watched way. we just watched animal house the other day so I'd be down. Um, Dean Parasot directed this. He did Galaxy Quest, which is fucking great. Uh, Fun with Dick and Jane. Um, bunch of like TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the most important thing is Galaxy Quest. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. And there's like a reason why. I, I, I There's a pretty good amount of visual effects in this. And it's not bad it's not great but it's also like i never really expected it to be like on par with what's happening right now obviously they they look like they should because it it, it's yeah when they're walking in the future and it's like the weird hall like the weird like pathway and there's like the water and stuff it 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 looks the good kind of bad it looks the bad that like it should it looks the level it should look it's like gods of egypt bad However, I think it works because it fits more aesthetically. It's not, God's, yeah. it's not yeah. Gods of Egypt, but um, yeah. it fits more aesthetically. Don't make me besmirch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but it fits, I think, more aesthetically, um, like the vibe of like the previous two movies. Like it, like you could, like it. Yeah, like the time travel do, sit. The shit looks pretty similar. Yeah, a, a lot of that stuff like all looks all looks like pretty similar. Yeah, it's good. It's it's a good looking movie like overall. Like the because again, it doesn't bite off more than it it can chew. And it's like there, there's like the new characters that it cre- like introduces. Everyone's like in makeup and stuff like that. And it like just looks it just looks good. And like yeah, they didn't do too much yeah. CGI and they did it when they needed to. Like Dennis Caleb McCoy, I thought was like the Dennis perfect <laughs> example of that. I don't think he was CGI. I think he did CGI things, but I think. That was all. That's what I mean. It was like just like the teleportation aspect of yeah. it. And then like once he's there, it's all suit. It's all suit. And it's like, it's great. And like, he's like, I, yeah, I have a name. My name's, I'm Dennis McCoy. Kate Caleb's my middle name. <laughs> yeah, does it? And everyone, <laughs> everyone who he talks to is immediately just like, oh, it's fucking, like, like, so done with them and they're all like low-key pissed because he like murdered all of them everyone's just so like oh, funny. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. like i hope he gets a lot more shit because he's yeah. so fucking funny and barry oh my god yeah barry's so good i'm mm, i binged that like a couple months ago it's it's fucking I, it's wonderful i was thinking about going back and watching it 
Um, mm. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I laughed a lot in the beginning and the end. The middle, you know, slowed down a tiny bit, but like, it's there's not it's not even long enough for it to be slow. That's what's so great about these movies. It's like yeah, it's almost there's almost no room for it to be slow. Yeah, the 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 I think the biggest issue is just the middle just gets a little too samey, where it's like they're okay, they're going, they're doing, they're they're gonna go see this version of themselves that are like this, they're they're sad in these ways. Because X Y Z, like you're you're like following like a downfall of like a bad. You're they're they're going down like a bad timeline and just like observing like what could happen, and it just gets a little samey. The uh, I think the best thing I can say about the movie, and I've kind of been sitting on this for a second, is the ending. Like there's a lot of like, <laughs> so the worst idea of all time did the movie uh, We Are Your Friends for a season. And they talk at length about how that movie is about Zac Efron wants to be a DJ. And at the end of the movie, he does like an original song of his where they like play the song. And it's a lot of it is just like ambient sounds that he's like recorded and remixed. And they're like, and it's supposed to be like the moment where it's like it's building up and like they're like. It's bad. They're like the song itself is bad when he plays it. So it's this whole movie's building up and it's like, oh, he's going to do like this great song. They're like, all you have to do is cut to black. Like you can choose to not show that moment like happening because you've put it on such a pedestal. I think this movie actually like nails the unifying uh, song pretty well. And like the concert and stuff. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I I agree. I loved how they were like, oh, it's you. You're the band. We're your backup. Because they, they don't specify, like, Bill and Ted. They say, like, a Preston, right? And a Logan? Preston, Logan, their wives are both in the band. And it, the, and they keep going back to Rufus saying, uh, I can hear George a I know, bit, but I'll, I'll mute it. It's fine. I'm going to actually start yeah, editing fun. these guys, just FYI. Fun yeah. stuff. Hell yeah. Meanwhile, I got a sleeping, sleeping kitty cat over there. Yeah, no, because Rufus, they keep going back to Rufus saying um, this story sometimes doesn't make sense until the end. And I feel like that <clears throat> even works where it's like, yeah, it's their It's like a collaboration between them and their wives, like their kids are like the ones who are like leading the band and they're more direct. Like, it's not that they're playing it. They're more like directing it and like bringing out the best in everybody and like figuring out like what goes together. And it actually sounds pretty good. And then Bill and Ted play like at the like they do like their guitar riffs and shit like that and like it works. But before that, the biggest thing is that they uh, use the phone booth to become. <laughs> Keanu Reeves at one point says, "Yeah, I'm kind of like a kind of like an infinite being right now." <laughs> like he says that to like Beck Bennett, uh, <laughs> and they distribute instruments to everybody across space and time to play music all together at the same time. I love that shit. Yeah, that was, that was great. It was just like sweet. I was like, that's that's great. Like the big visual, I think, is like when the phone booth like explodes into a infinite version of itself. I was like, this is that got like I was almost getting like teary eyed where I was like, this is just so sweet. I think I cried twice. Really? Yeah, I think I I got to remember when they died and then. Yeah, it might have also that made you cry. I don't remember. I gotta rewatch it again and see what got me. Is it seeing Dave Grohl? Is it seeing your good friend Dave Grohl? 
<laughs> That'll make anyone cry. Let's be fair. Um, That's true. <laughs> what are you doing in my house? That's like all he says. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, it it did have that like. Yeah, I I I keep going back to the he Keanu's line. I'm just really tired. I was like, that's fucking great. Like that's what this movie should have been about from the beginning. Like Keanu's had a really really different career than what Bill and Ted was gonna. Like, you know, it's like fucking action movies and you can see it in Bogus Journey because I looked on his IMDb like he looks great. Like in Bogus Journey, like he's like clearly like fit. Yeah. Uh, And then Point Break came out the same year. Yeah. He's like like, tan. He's got like better hair. Yeah. I was like, oh, things are things were happening for old Kenny Reeves over here. And they pretty much haven't stopped. Like he took some, maybe like the mid two thousands, he took off a little bit. He probably took a matrix break and then he had all the hardships in his life, like all the shit happening in his personal life. And then I, cause I was thinking about this the other day, like 47 Ronin got shit. Like I think he signed on to that and I'm pretty sure it was like, cause he's in 47 Ronin. And then that was marketed as a Keanu Reeves movie. And I think he was initially supposed to just be a supporting person in it. But that movie was made. The director was like, that was like his, that was like the biggest budget given to a first time director. And that movie got like reshoots and like all this other shit like happening all throughout. And I think they thrust a lot of the, um, I think they basically turned it into like the, like a white savior kind of thing. Like Keanu Reeves was well, like, yeah, a, wasn't the budget like insane. It was like $180 million for a dude who never made a movie. And then he filmed it and they didn't like it. And then they like had to reshoot and add a bunch of CGI monsters into it. Oh boy. Cause isn't it, isn't it, isn't it like a traditional story or something? It is. It's like a traditional like myth legend of like Japanese folklore. Yeah. I'm probably saying that wrong, but um, Yeah. No, it is. And it, it, none of the supernatural elements are like in there. And like, so it's just, it's a terrible movie. I just, I remember, I can't remember if you and I watched it in college. I have never uh, seen it. I watched it with my roommate, uh, Nevin, uh, while we were working on his, um, uh, thesis movie. And I'll, all I remember is the end of that movie. Everybody kills themselves. And I've never seen a movie that ends where all of the lead characters kill themselves. And because the rest of the movie is so shitty, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> and I would, I would recommend it to people based on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could totally see Carl Rinch was the director of 47 Ronin. He directed The Gift... Which was that short film, The Gift. Um, that was it. Yeah, he did a short. That was it. Did he do anything before or after? He did a short after 47 Ronin. That was it. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, he, he did a CGI commercial for Shell. That was what it was. It wasn't even a short film. Woof. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so I feel like Keanu, like, because you're saying, like, when he, like, he kind of, like, took off. Oh, shit. No, Keanu Reeves, because I'm seeing right before 47 Ronin. You know what he did? He directed a movie, Keanu Reeves. Really? Uh, a movie that I've seen once, and it kind of fucking rules. It's a martial arts movie called um, The Man of Tai Chi. It fucking rules, and I'm just going to do a spoiler for, like, one one bit. Um, the main character, uh, he knows Tai Chi and he starts using it in like fighting competitions, which is like against what his like master has taught him. 
Uh, and he starts to get like real cocky and like angry and stuff. And at one point he's like an ass, like the main character is now like at his like asshole phase of like being like a hot shot, like fighter. Uh, and he goes to fight his master um, or like ask for something from his master. And his master just like won't approve of any of the things he's doing. So they end up fighting. And his master all just blocks every attack. He just does Tai Chi shit where he just he does it. He blocks all of his attacks and then it builds up and he builds up and he goes and they palms him and it doesn't touch the dude and it just caves his chest in. And it is it, it is the fucking coolest. I reference it all the time and like not a lot of people have seen this movie, but it is the fucking coolest thing in the world. And I'm like, now I want to learn Tai Chi so, <laughs> so I can learn that and the hot rod Tai Chi move. Which makes you shit yourself. Oh yeah, hot rod. Um, the I totally forgot he produced the side by side, the digital versus film documentary, which is really cool if you haven't seen it. Oh yeah, highly recommend it for film nerds. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah, Keanu's. It, but even actually, now that I'm like looking at this, I don't think Keanu ever really went away. He probably I just think... did a bunch of not great movies. That's probably what it was. It's it's really that. His like, 20 his last 3 years have been insane. He's yeah. He's he's in like fuck. He's in like 5 things a year, dude. Yeah. And it, 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 it fucking he's great cuz people like he's been around forever. He's a super versatile dude, but I think people finally realized how to like use him. Because he's been in a lot of, like, CGI dumb, like, action movies. And a lot of them, people have gone back and kind of, like, re-examined. Like, I feel like Constantine has kind of gotten a re-examination. And people are like, Constantine's, like, a fucking good movie. Yeah. Um, Man of Tai Chi Rules. I wish more people talked about that. I forgot that movie existed until just seeing it right now. Knock Knock. Um, Hilarious if you haven't seen it. I've never seen it, but it's Eli Roth. And I'm like, Eli Roth, I'm always like, It's not super gruesome or anything. Um... It's more like psychological shit. They just kind of break yeah. Keanu Reeves, which is kind of sad because you're just like, I don't want yeah. this to happen to Keanu Reeves. But um, <laughs> it's kind of just like uh, there's some great like one liners, though, from it. He's just yeah, he's just dials it up to 11. Um, Day of the Earth is still was like probably one of his not great ones, I guess. Yeah. Not a good movie. What the fuck is Swedish Dicks, which is a TV show that he's apparently in a lot of? Never heard of it. He plays Tex in 13 episodes. What? What is this? He's uh obviously did um uh Scanner Darkly and Hardball. Um Yeah, man. Fucking <laughs> Have you seen Chain Reaction? No 96. Chain. It's 96. Keanu's like basically we're at a record shop and gail saw it on dvd and it was like morgan freeman um keanu uh rachel weiss um kevin dunn of course classic 90s dad i'm pretty sure he's his dad um but i was just like what the fuck is this shit and it's like insane it's like a nuke a nuke goes off and he escapes it in a motorcycle and is like totally fine it's it's insane two researchers in a green alternative energy project are put on the run when they are framed for murder and treason <laughs> oh fuck like that's like written by charlie and, and mac <laughs> yeah no it's not just murder and treason yeah it's it's, it's worth watching it's it's ridiculous I just watched um, a Catherine Bigelow movie earlier. I finished it um, 
it's like a Jamie Lee Curtis like cop movie called Blue Steel. It just feel it just felt like so like of that era where everything's like blue at night and it's all just like like mid to late nineties. You know, yeah, Clancy. Everyone's really sexist, like in the way that you really could only be until like ninety six. <laughs> like the super overt, like the super overt yeah. kind. Like yeah, yeah, like the like the Tango and Cashes of the day. <laughs> I think I was. I think I looked at Voodoo and Tango and Cash was one of like the four ninety nine like movie deals of the day, and I was super super. It's tempted. been on Stars for like a year, and I'm just loving it. I'm like, this is the best eight ninety nine I've spent a month. <laughs> I pop it on once every couple months. So we should start a new streaming platform. <laughs> Please, is didn't someone do that? Ryan Reynolds did for some. That's right random ryan reynolds movie from like the mid 2000s or something um we should do a commentary on fucking tango and cash dude yeah no that feels like because i after van helsing i was like what's the next one here well i don't know if we're ever gonna be able to like finish (laughs) man that's a bummer but like if van helsing is our great unfinished one like Oh boy, we'll put it up on like a Patreon or something so that we can. Have Here's Andrew for the first fifteen minutes, <laughs> talking to nobody. Oh fuck me! I think the best part uh, uh, of it is like ten minutes or so in. I'm just like, wait a minute, we did not talk about how the the Universal logo burst into <laughs> the the globe bursts into flame and then is a torch. Fuck it, should we just rent it? <laughs> Oh god. Well that's what's the other thing too is like no one else is gonna be able to watch it, so Yeah, that was the the That's kind of that was more Sean, that one was really for us. Like (laughs) Yeah, who am I kidding? It truly was. Um one we haven't talked about I'm realizing we haven't talked about death. Uh as in in Bill and Ted. Bill Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. No, not (laughs) like the general Uh, sense of death. Um And yeah. um, the character, the funny, funny character. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I very much enjoyed William Sadler in this as death when they show up. <sighs> he's so and good. He's like he he's even more ridiculous in this one because they like they don't bring it up until they see him, but they kicked him out of the band. <laughs> Because he was being a dick and like they sued him. They want like he was doing like 40 minute bass solos or something like that. (laughs) They're like, you're doing 40 minute bass solos. No one wants to hear that. He was like, what? They were perfect. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like going to sue him. And they're like, he's like, oh, you're here. Isn't even though there's a restraining order. Like he's like such a fucking asshole. (laughs) The makeup looks great. Um, It looks it looks amazing. Yeah, he he's just it's like he never left, you know? Yeah. He looks the same, and he's just having fun. Yeah, they get a great little guitar, bass, air guitar, and bass yeah. thing going back and forth. Um, he, <laughs> he was the bad guy in Die Hard with a Vengeance or Die Hard Two. Sorry, Die Hard Two. Die Harder. Yeah, yeah. So when they start doing the concert at the end of the movie, uh, the song that they start playing, I fucking swear to God, sounds like the Independence Day score, <laughs> like. It's so close to the and then it kind of like merges into something else. But I was like, I was like, holy shit, excuse, excuse me. I mean, Independence Day soundtrack 
is humanity reality saving worthy maybe it is a great fucking theme song that's true no it is i'm specific and it like it, it might be they might just sample the part right after the president's speech so like you know that tracks dun, 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 dun. And there's the the trumpets. I fuck. Wasn't that like one of the highest grossing movies at that at the time? Yeah, like I made a shit. Nineteen ninety six. It was like only behind Titanic, probably, and maybe Star Wars, with the with inflation. Yeah, Independence Day made a fuck ton of money. It's Will Smith at like the height of his prowess. Yeah, man, got Jeff Goldblum right after Jay Park at the height of, at the. It's not the height of his prowess. We haven't seen him. We have. I don't think we ever will. And I don't think Jeff Goldblum will ever peak. I think he's in a constant state of peaking, which is why he is the way he is. <laughs> like, if you told me Jeff Goldblum was coming twenty four hours a day. Sean, I'd believe it. You can you can tell George and Gail I just said that too. <laughs> they just walked in the room. Yeah. Um. Fucking. I can tell you one thing. Um. Uh. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Andrew, that's uh, uh, uh true. Um. Uh, wow. Yeah, I'm probably gonna, speak- I'm gonna watch Rag. I'm gonna watch Ragnarok soon. Speaking of wow, we watched the Shanghai movies, Noon and Nights. Uh, How were they really good okay like cool. really fun yeah because like, i've revisited the first two rush hours not long ago and i was like oh all right there's some things in here that feel wrong but okay. oh for sure there's definitely a couple things that you're like Ugh. um yeah. but jeremy piven <laughs> in, in rush hour two buttercream buttercream i was gonna say like list? anything jeremy piven <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um but no, it's I, it has some really good Owen Wilson wows. Um and they're Aww. almost and he's almost and he's almost never on screen when they're said. <gasps> it's always like a establishing shot. So I'm like, did they just ADR him going like, "Wow." Wow, he's he's up there on the rafters and he's fighting them with a the ladder. It's great. Oh, oh wow. I I'm going to go have sex with this war- girl over here. <laughs> I would hope that Owen Wilson was just invited on set to watch all the stunts because I think he really would enjoy himself. I th- I think they invited oh, him wow. to just be in that movie, and that's what he's doing. He's just being Owen yeah. Wilson in those movies. I forgot Owen Wilson was in that. Like, oh yeah, because I mean he's not the star of the movie. It's Jackie Chan. Like, let's be real. Uh, uh, yeah, duh. Um, who's isn't like the bad guy in like Shanghai Nights, like a Game of Thrones, like per- yeah, it's Littlefinger, right? And fucking top hat is Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, and I was like, "Who? What is this guy in? What do I know him from?" And oh, like, I would say like any other movie, but the only other movie I knew him from was Van Helsing. So, uh, also, this just reminded me—I forget what I was trying, what this was for, but I was gonna do a sketch where I wanted audio, to do George. George. With this fucking squeaking. It's fine. We were going to do a, a Jackie Chan rap or something like that. And all I remember, I, this just reminded me, I, the one line, I couldn't, I didn't have the full chorus, but the one line that I'm just remembering right now is, from Shanghai noon to Shanghai nights, we sure love watching his karate fights. <laughs> 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 we, 
with. That's awesome. Which is like <laughs> amazing. It's so stupid, but I yeah, chef's kiss. Um, <laughs> so you'll see that on my letterbox soon. Um, <clears throat> fucking, um, I really, it's fun. I mean, fucking Jackie Chan's the man. Um, True. He's just fucking doing it, man. Puts his body, yeah. puts his body on the line for our entertainment. So does Tom Cruise, but Jackie Chan especially. But who? Tom Cruise just does crazy shit. Whereas Jackie Chan does like all the cool shit. No, Jackie Chan, Sean, do you, I have not seen enough of Jackie or like really many or any of his like Hong Kong action movies. The shit Jackie Chan has done is insane. There is a That's movie true. where he slides down like a angled part of a skyscraper and stops himself and then does like I'm pretty sure he does like a, like it's like the glasses here and then. It like stops here and he slides down and then kind of does like oh, whoa and then has to like plop himself back down in like one of the police stories maybe he jumps onto a big like tower of like lights and he like firemans down it as all the lights like explode around him he like didn't have the right gloves so he just shredded and burned his hands doing like this stunt like jackie chan because I almost asked you who would win in a fight, Tom Cruise in, in their prime or Jackie Chan in their prime. And I'm like, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise now would do better than Tom Cruise in his prime. But so are you saying Tom Cruise in, is in his prime now? Because that, that can be the answer. here. Sure. Um, I, I think Tom Cruise now could easily beat Jackie Chan now because I think Jackie Chan now is like. Yeah, Jackie Chan's probably like in his 60s or 70s. He's old and he is probably like, like I was saying Keanu Reeves. Well, like, Yeah, his body probably isn't doing too well. Um, he's probably broken like every bone in his body, I'm sure. Yeah, but to quote the Rush Hour 2 bloopers, Jackie always okay. <laughs> is Jackie okay? Jackie always okay. There's that, and then Chris Tucker, gets a, Chris Tucker gets called on the one blooper, and then Jackie Chan, he's like, he puts Jackie Chan on and Jackie Chan yells at him. He's like, he's like, you waste all of our film. And me and my one coworker. He does it in the always, bloopers in uh, Shanghai Nights too. His phone goes off. It's like a, it's like a, always happens. And he pulls out his like Nokia phone and everything. It's great. So good. But me and my one buddy would always uh, yell, you waste all of our film at each other. Because Jackie Chan said it. Oh God. Guys, film used to be a finite thing. You would mm -hmm. actually run out of it if you were rolling too long. It was like eight minutes or something. Yeah, I guess it depends on like what you're shooting on. But like typical 35 yeah. is like 10 minutes tops on a roll. And that's I think it's like 700 bucks for a roll of film these days. Yeah, it's insane. Film Oof. film ain't cheap. Mm -mm. Like you, I, I'm sure if, I mean, unless you're like Warner brothers, I think they own photo chem where they process all of the film now. Cause you don't really need a whole lot of places to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, they probably spend like millions of dollars on film per movie that they make. I'm sure. Yeah. Cause you, you know, they still make a good amount of movies on films, not nearly as many as they used to, but yeah. Warner brothers particularly shoots on film a lot still. Warner Brothers feels like they try and maintain that and like director. But Warner Brothers, I feel like, truly is the last of like the big studios that just kind of lets people do whatever the fuck they want. To like, an extent, yeah. If it's the studio that's given us uh, Fury Road, 
Aquaman, Jupiter Ascending, and Christopher Nolan projects. They kind of let people do whatever. The, like, yeah. if you're in their good graces. Certain people, they, yes. Todd Phillips. They let him do whatever they want, or whatever he wants because of the Hangover movies. And fucked up. And it's like, fucked up brain, man. And he's like, yeah. dude, what if the Joker... What if I made people <laughs> fucking miserable for two hours and never wanted to let them watch this movie again? Because I don't think I will ever watch that movie again. No, I don't think I would. To quote my good friend uh, Bartleby the Scrivener, I would prefer not to. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but Bill and Ted. <laughs> Fun movie. Not like the Joker. Not like Joker. So Bill and Ted 3. Where? How would you rank them? I'd probably go 1, 3, 2 maybe. Yep. Yeah. Better than uh, Bill and Ted movies, better than Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. I, I'd say all three. Clear that Resounding, bar. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty pretty clear, pretty, pretty. pretty I uh, fucking buy it. Like, make make this movie make money, seriously. Like, I, yeah, I bought it. Uh, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll probably watch this like one or two more times. I would do the trilogy again. Yeah. They're light, they're easy, they're breezy. Cover you could, girl. You could you know? do a trilogy in like, four and a half hours you could binge a fucking tv show yeah yeah so i uh, so yeah check it out rent it buy it it's all it's online i didn't even know that they were going to do that until like the day before i was like oh shit like we're going to be able to watch yeah. it i thought it was just going to be theaters so because mm-hmm. um, orion now that they're somehow back from bankruptcy yeah what the fuck i saw that logo and i was like i didn't know that they were a thing still yeah they Who just, knew? I was like, did they just do it for like the nostalgia factor, or do they actually have anything to do with it? No, Ryan put out a couple other things recently. It's like weird. I don't know how they came back, but maybe someone just like bought it or something, bought the IP. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, gang, uh, I'm gonna say like, rate, subscribe, and uh, you know, follow us out there. And uh, good night, everybody. Stay safe. Tell everyone you love them. Wear a mask. In in other words, be excellent to each other and party on. Party on dudes. Bow.